Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Oh, my goodness. Whenever I have an opportunity to connect with someone in the moment... You connect with that person, your light, your life just lights up. And that's what just happened with me a short while ago. This young lady, Gina Falk. Oh my God. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let her tell you about what she does. <laughs> but but just, you know, she's radiant. And, and I don't even know really what she does yet. So Gina, welcome <laughs> to the show. And please tell everybody what it is that you do. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Jerry. I knew you were going to ask me this question because you are the brand guy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to say what I do in front of the brand guy. Oh my. <laughs> um, but likewise, I saw the connection with you too, Jerry. I can see your light. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Okay. Um, what do I do? I really help um, entrepreneurs scale their organizations because what happens oftentimes that I see like when I get involved with these business owners is when they're coming out of that startup phase, like they've gotten enough revenue, they know it's going to work, they got a concept, but now they're trying to grow. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm working all the time. And I don't know how to structure my team. The team's not meeting the goals. Like, what do I do? Um, and they need a mentor to come in and help them. And so that's what I do. Wow. So when you do that sort of thing, as you know, there's a lot of layers, a lot of colors to this whole thing called how to scale a company. Where's yes. your sweet spot? What areas do you focus on? I focus on anything that's called operations. Now, okay. I want to say this because most people don't really know what operations means. They think they know what it means, but they oftentimes go to, oh, that's warehouse and distribution. Oh, yeah, that's a piece of it. But there's operations inside of service companies as well. Um, and so often service companies think they don't have operations because our tendency is to think operations are just warehouse distribution fulfillment. Um, but all companies have operations. Basically anything that it takes to deliver the product or service to your client is an operation. Absolutely. And, that can, that, and people think it varies a lot, but I've worked with healthcare companies. I've worked with legal companies. I've worked with software companies. Wow. All business, business is business. It's the wow. same kind of processes. And you still have to, at the end of the day, get people to do the processes in a way that represents the, the way that you've um, structured your brand. So often I see companies focus so much on what you do is their brand, but then their operations are not matching what their brand says. So there's a, there's a misalignment. And if there, anytime there's a misalignment in our personal lives and in business, you're not going to grow. It's just not going to happen. Oh my goodness, Gina, you are spot on because as you know, this podcast is about brand forward leadership. And so for a company to assume any kind of leadership presence in their category, in their industry, in their specialty, whatever, 
Not only do they have to declare what their brand is as a promise, you have to then, then come and take over to what? Deliver on that promise. So we're talking about fulfillment. So Gina, where do, where do these companies fall short when it comes to fulfillment in terms of operations? Where, where are the gaps? What are you seeing from your perspective? Yeah, I, what I see is so often because entrepreneurs are, have their hands into everything at the very beginning, as they well should, when they come out of, of that startup phase and how they actually transition to the people that now need to take it on and grow and build the company and operate the company, there's a loss in translation. Like there's not that connection to really help them understand how to set up their processes, how to translate those processes, how to look to see if those processes still even meet what they need to do as you start to grow. Because the processes you had to start you up are not the same processes that are going to help you grow and continue to scale your business. They're very different. And the way you set up your processes and your organization with the people in it, very different. Very oh, different. oh, my goodness. That is so true. So what's the biggest problem that you solve for your clients? Is there some kind of speed bump they keep coming up against or some kind of hiccup they all experience? I mean, what, what are the typical problems or the, and, the, and or the biggest problem that you solve for your clients? Yeah, so I'm going to say this, and it's become a trend in my last several clients, um, and it's a hard one to work with. Um, the biggest challenge I see is they keep thinking the people that helped them get to where they are right now are the same people that are going to be able to take them to the next step. And what you've got is that people that that's, that've had their, including the owners that have had their hands and their fingers in the details, those people still try to take you to the next level, but they don't know how to let go. And so the last, I've had this happen with three or more clients where I've actually had to have the very difficult conversation and help them exit the people that helped them get started to find the people that are going to help them scale. That's so hard. And so often they want to hold on and, uh, the, and they're loyal and they're, and it's like, mm, no, because when you try to make change, people resist change. So, you know, you, you have to help move on. And sometimes um, it takes a different kind of person. So I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of process redesign with them first to say, where do you want to go? Let's talk about this. Let's make sure it works still. But usually when we do the process redesign, you'll see resistance to the change. And it's always in the people that have been there at the beginning. They can't handle the change. They can't understand. They have to let go of the rain some. They have to, now there starts to be some silos, but not silos where they're not working together. But like I call them stay in your lane kind of zones. Like you do this, you do this, you do this. And the processes are set up to, to function like that. Mm. Um, but their biggest mistake is thinking that people that have been with them are going to be the people that take them to the next level. That, that's right. very, I've only have, had that happen with very few of my clients. Wow. Gina, tell us about your background. How did you get into this business? What prepared you for this journey? I mean, I'm fascinated with what you do. Oh my goodness. It's a great question. And I'm going to say this, Jerry, I've been doing a lot of soul searching since I started <laughs> my business, trying to understand where did this come from? Because for a long time, I was like, like, what, who are you to be able to go and do this for other companies? What are you talking about? There was a lot of that really internal questioning. And so 
I've done a lot of soul searching and I've been doing this, whether I knew it or not, like when I went back, I've been doing this since I was three years old. Oh my degree. goodness. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, what I mean by that. Like I, there was a story that my grandparents would tell over and over again. And you know, it's one of those, you kind of go, oh, whatever. Your grandparents are telling a story on you. When my grandfather said, they took me to the uh, grocery store and I took it upon myself in a grocery aisle, the cereal aisle. Um, apparently I didn't like the way it was organized. So I pulled all the cereal boxes off the shelf and put it back in the way that I thought it should be. Oh my, are you kidding so, me? <laughs> so there's this thing in me that's constantly been like, I know there's a better way to do something and I'm going to do it better. Um, and that's kind of what I do for my clients. I can go in and very quickly, like, I don't know how I do it. I mean, it's God given, I'm sure, uh, where I can quickly assess a situation and see what's not working. Yeah. I just did for a client not too long ago, she asked me to do an assessment and like, in less than two weeks, I came in and said, okay, here's your things. She's like, how did you do that so fast? You had like one conversation with people, with a group of people. And you tell me like, these are all the things I knew were wrong. How did you know that? And I'm like, well, uh, I can uh. just see it. Um, but then my journey kind of went on. Like every company that I went into, I went into a, a startup. Tel well, my father was an entrepreneur. He had hot dog shop. I worked in there. I was running the cash register when I was 12. My uncle was, I was telling the workers how to do things better. He's like, what are you doing? How do you know how to do this? You're right. <laughs> okay. Um, and then out of college, um, I went into a startup company, a telecommunications company, did the same thing. I learned all the jobs. I was teaching them how to do processes better. I didn't know anything about manufacturing and distribution, but I was telling them how to do the processes better. And then most of my experience came from working with a, a large corporation um, in a startup division, helping create processes. Um, I've led all kinds of organizations, customer service, warehouse distribution. So I've seen the whole gamut of operations. And I was always that internal consultant finding ways to do things better. So it's just, it's innately a gift that I have that I didn't recognize, but my whole journey led me in doing, that, that's what I realized the trend was. That was the common thread through my whole journey. You know, that is really cool because my specialty, as you know, is big branding. And I have what are called big brand heroes. And there was an interview once with Jeff Bezos. Now, there's a lot of reasons why Amazon is what it is, right? But mm -hmm. because, as you know, big branding is about having a secret sauce, which gets into the way that you deliver and serve and on and on and on. And he said, when it comes to customer fulfillment, we have a very, very sophisticated algorithm mm -hmm. that he said only a few, a few people in the entire Amazon organization are allowed to even know what that is. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious that when you are working with these companies, different industries, and I don't know if you work with a certain size company or a certain industry, I, I do want you to talk about that as well, please. But just how sophisticated do you get with them? Because when you look at Amazon, which learned a lot from FedEx, right, when they, when they created overnight mail delivery in our country, are you dealing with sophisticated algorithms with all these processes? I mean, you're brilliant. Tell us just how brilliant you are. <laughs> um, well, I don't have a sophisticated algorithm like Jeff okay. Bezos quite yet. 
Um, but I did kind of recognize that I do have a process that I follow um, and I do it every time kind of intuitively and just, it's just what I do. Um, and I kind of branded it the direct model um, where it really starts with kind of defining accept, um, success and identifying where you are. And then, um, yeah, I don't even know the acronym because I just do it, right? Um, <laughs> let me get this right. Let me just get this right. So, uh, so uh, then you refine it. So here's what I do. So I design it for success. Like the first thing is tell me what success looks like to you. Because you know what, Jerry? You know how few people know what success looks like? I'm like, wait, what? Mm. They think, oh, well, it means all this money. And I'm like, wait, okay, that's great. But what does success look like for you and your client that you're delivering to, right? So I always start there. We have a long conversation about what does that look like? Um, and then it's like, okay, well, great. Let's look at where you are right now. So identify where you are. Then we're going to have to get into that, what you're talking about, refining the processes. And I want to talk a little bit about that so I can answer your question. Um, there's no algorithm to it other than I, having been trained in Six Sigma, um, always ask, always ask, like, what's the reason you're doing it? Because okay. I find so often so many processes are set up and nobody knows why they're set up that way. Um, and so that's when I really start. So there's no complicated algorithm quite yet. Maybe there will be. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of conversations and looking at processes and asking a lot of questions. And then I really can then engage the people to start yeah. working with the change, then to know if it's working or not, we create measurements. And then the last thing is that we continuously tweak it. Like that whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it model does not work in my world. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Not at all. <laughs> not you, at must, all. you must come across a lot of outdated advice that these oh. companies are following. I mean, uh, can you speak about that, please? I think the biggest one um, that I continue to see, and I think somebody else, one of your other guests mentioned this, is that uh, all you have to worry about in your business is sales. Focus on sales and everything else will fall into place. Mm. Not if you want to make profit. That's right. <laughs> not going to happen. And I'm not kidding. There, like most clients that I go into, um, especially if the entrepreneurs have not had any um, experience in a corporation or running it, like if they were individual, like specialists in whatever they were doing, whether they be attorneys or doctors or lawyer, you know, lawyers or um, software developers, if they've only done like one thing, then they really don't understand a business has to work end to end. And really where all of your money is leaking out the door is in the middle. Mm. The middle is where it's leaking out the door, like massively leaking wow. out the door. Okay. And they never pay attention to that. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So as you know, every industry, every category, every area of specialty, whatever has competition. There are lots of options and there's what's called perceived competition, which is when you're talking to that owner who thinks that, oh, I can do so-and-so or this company does something that sounds similar to you. What separates you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's a great question um, and one that I've thought about a lot um, because a lot of times, as I say, a lot of people don't understand what I do. What is operations? Yeah. I don't understand operations. Yeah. Oh, you mean my finance person can do that? Oh, they can. <laughs> they sure can. It, but let's talk about how your client's going to feel on the other end. 
when your uh, finance person has done nothing but tell you to cut all your costs and don't have a really good reason for why they want you to do it other than to cut costs. You're right, right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what differentiates me is that, um, well, one, I actually get into uh, mentoring your the people, okay. right? I don't just have workshops. I don't, right now, not yet. I don't just have workshops. I don't just have something that I say, here, go do this. I actually get in and am with the people. Okay. Um, because I need to understand the culture of the people that I'm yeah. working with yeah. um, and understand how to meet them where they are instead of being that consultant. Because I would be out in the world of consult business consultants, right? Yes. Um, and it's like, nope, I'm not the consultant that comes in and says, this is what you should do. So mm -hmm. go do it. Bye bye. Gotcha. Um, and, and that happens. I've had that done to me in a big corporation, right? Where they're like, here, this is best practices. You do it. And what did I have to do? I had to pick up the pieces. Yeah. So I made a commitment to myself and my clients that I'm there to help them get it going for mm -hmm. however long that takes. And then I will help them find my replacement. Mm, I love that. I love that. So um, I would assume that because of the pandemic, like so many companies, you had to pivot, right? Because when you just said you go in and you're working with the people, Talk about that, if you would, please, in terms of how the pandemic has affected your company and the shifts that you had to make. I didn't have to pivot because <laughs> I've oh. been working remote. I've been working remotely for 20 plus years. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. I heard you say you go in. I thought you were like physically in. So some of my clients had to learn to pivot because they're like, what do you mean you're not going to be here on site? Okay, I'm okay. like, oh, I, I can do this extremely effectively remotely. Um, wow. And so it's really cool. It was almost like the, the, the world caught up to where I was. So I was like, <laughs> you guys, do you realize how much productivity is getting lost? Cause you're making me come on site. Like this is silly, but so it's been a beautiful, it's been a beautiful <laughs> thing to watch the world transition um, to being remote because quite frankly, anything, most anything can be done remotely. Uh, if you know how to do it and don't get me wrong, I still go sometimes and visit my clients if they want me to, cause I like that personal face-to-face -to -face touch. Um, but it's just as effective, uh, online. And because I know process and it just goes like, I can ask the right questions and help them see things and we can put pieces together and we can use, you know, drawings and all kinds of stuff. So it, it, it does not hinder me that I don't go on site at all. Outstanding, outstanding. So give our viewers and our listeners, please, an idea of the typical size company you work with, the industries that you work in, if you would. Yeah. So the ones that I've been um, working with most recently, um, I actually had a large sleep company that was about uh, a sleep practice that was around 60 some odd people. Okay. Um, and so they need, they were growing, but they didn't know how to grow. There was a lot of, um, you know, mm -hmm. uncertainty there. So I went in and actually it was during COVID. So I had to help them set up all the practices to get in telemedicine and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I've worked in healthcare. Um, I have currently, um, a software company that is, um, a SaaS company. So, and they're about 30 employees. And then my other clients about 30. So my sweet spot is that um, over between 30 and hundred employees. Cause I don't want to, I mean, I can work with any size. I work with huge corporations, but there's too many. It's not fun. That's not fun. And what about industry ties, manufacturer, retail, restaurant, travel, service-based? So mostly I, I think what it's ended up being for me is service. 
and um, software technology based. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. Because so, I'm not, I'm not, even though I worked in hospitality and that stuff, that's, I'm not, that's not me. Um, so mostly it's service businesses. You know, that's great. I can only imagine how much of a hero you are to these companies because in the process of you upgrading, shifting, improving, whatever word you want to use to their operations, you're saving them money, you're removing headaches and on and on and on. Please tell our viewers and our listeners, what client success story are you most proud of? Wow. Um, I know you, I'm sure you have a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have, well, I have one um, who the CEO basically said, you know, I don't want to be in the day-to-day. I don't want to be in the day-to-day of the business. I just don't want to do it. And for some of my clients, I come in and I will serve as that fractional COO. And so when I started with him, he still, he didn't want to be in it. He didn't want to be in it, but he didn't know how to let go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I kept working with him and working with him and doing my thing. And the more I did my thing, the more he's like, oh, wait, this company can run without me. And then he would have some identity crisis and be like, wait, I don't know if this company can run without me or not. <laughs> um, but now pretty much he's letting me for all intents and purposes, run the company and the leadership team. And I've gotten the leadership team functioning such that, you know, it could be in the next six months or so that I can pull out and know that that company will work just famously. Um, Because my, my goal is not to be, I mean, clients want to hire me all the time, full time. And I get, (laughs) I get, uh, I get into a personal debate, but I really, I'm becoming clear. Like I want to serve as many entrepreneurs as I can to make them successful because that's what keeps this company running. Oh a small God. business keeps this company running. And I yes. don't want people to be stressed out and not love their business. So why not be able to share with as many people as possible? So my challenge, and I've heard you ask other people this, is how do I actually scale? Because I'm only one person, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm really understanding what is that? What is it that I do? What is my algorithm? What is that special <laughs> sauce that I could teach <laughs> other people? And either I'm going to have to train more people like me or actually be able to come up with something that will help them do it on their own. So how um, do you, how do you, how do you grow, how do you grow your company then? I mean, do you do a lot of social media, digital market? I mean, what do you do? Work trade shows? Well, I mean, yeah. It's all word of mouth. It's just word of mouth right now. Right. Because I really don't want, I mean, I'm so, it has to be the right fit. Anybody does, but for what I do, it has to be the right fit. There has to be mutual trust and mutual um, agreement that we're heading in the right direction or in the same direction together. So I don't, I'm not really, business finds me. I don't have to find business. Um, I've just now come out and started saying, you know, I'll do podcasts. This is my first like official podcast. So thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate that. Um, because it's really about helping business owners know there's a different way, because I do think they're hiring consultants that aren't giving them the full picture. Yes. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just not giving them the full picture. Yes. Um, and I think it's important that they at least think about that and know there is a different alternative. And they don't, one of my fa- father's favorite books was the, um, the E-Myth. And one of the things he always said is, I don't want to work like in the business all the time, I want to be that strategic person working on the business and yeah. growing it and doing, and entrepreneurs are having to work in the business right now because so many people are not helping them see a different way. 
Wow, wow, wow. So for those listeners and viewers who are who are checking out this podcast right now and they're saying, oh my God, oh my God, I love what I'm hearing. How can I connect with you? What's the best way? The best way is to go to my website. I genuinely right now, I want to hear from people personally. So on my website is my cell phone number. Contact me there. You can email me. I'm not screening anybody right now because I figure that the right people are going to get to me. And if they're sent to me, I'll at least have a conversation. And your um, website so is Gina? It is ginafolk.com. Okay. Okay. Can yeah. they find you on social media at all? Or is it just a website? Only, only LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm de-socializing social media, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for it. I'm going to make my impact in a different way. <laughs> so only LinkedIn. Well, listen, you have been absolutely superb as a guest. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, move on and end the show? Uh, I think the only thing I'll say is to any entrepreneur out there, just know that you don't have to do this by yourself if you're <laughs> willing to do it a different way. Um, and, you know, don't resist the growth. The growth can happen. You just have to, you know, get the right people to help you grow. Outstanding. It's Small business matters. It's what's going to get this country turned back around, I believe. Absolutely. Listen, small businesses are the core reefs of America. All right? They buffer our economy, and they're the ones that keep this going. And so that's, mm -hmm. that's one of my motivations for doing this podcast. So mm -hmm. you and I are totally aligned. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like an angel. Oh, my God. She's, oh. <laughs> she's an angel to everyone here. <laughs> hey, you can have me. And uh, Jerry, you know, I want to say this to you. and. Uh, I'm always happy to help your audience however I can. So if there's something they're like, hey, can she talk more about that? I'm an open book. I'll come on and share whatever anybody wants to share. I'm here to make as big of an impact as I can. And uh, I'm like you. I like to serve. I like to give. And mostly I love, I get like so motivated when other people succeed. That, that's where my motivation comes from. All right. I love it. I love it. So listen, God bless you. Keep doing what you're yes. doing. You got to hit, you got to help more people though. That's the thing. This is brand forward leadership. Okay. We don't want to rob. There's millions of businesses out there that could benefit from what you do. So there's a way to, you know, we'll, 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 you know, we'll talk some more. God, I, you got me going here, Gina. Well, listen, I could keep talking and talking. I want to thank Gina again for being a guest on the show today. And for those of you tuning in, so check out Gina Folk, F-O-L-K, right? Dot com, yeah. GinaFolk.com. Learn about what she does. And like she said, she's an open book. So she would love to uh, connect with you. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, 
if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Brand Forge Leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.